Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and sitting across from me in the same room today is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy whose fear of playing sports has nothing to do with the fear of victory, but more to do with the fear of injury. It's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. I'm always up for playing a sport, actually. (laughs) What did you say to me today? If you drop something on the floor, it depends on where it is, because you might hurt your back if you have to get up and retrieve. What do you mean the other day? I told you that about 45 minutes ago. I said, when what I arrived. did you say to me today? Oh, today. Now we're God, back losing his hearing now. He's turning 37 soon, folks, and I'm not too far behind. Yeah, what? And he's in the same room. This is so weird. We're drinking yes. beers here if I burp and stuff. I'm sorry. You just have to deal with it. That's right. We're in the same room, sitting across from each other in a little table. And it was very sweet. I came in the room, and there's microphones on the proper stands and everything like everything looks great though i have to say my mic has started to fall down so has now, it? I'm, now i'm cranking my neck low to speak in so oh well just tighten to, that crane baby just going to get a real like, nice and deep into that mouth oh she's just there we go and then tighten the crane there where's, where's it tighten where your fingers are where your fingers are you can see the turny thing how are you not seeing I that thing so we're together today because we're going to a gig in London tonight. So we thought we'd do a podcast together. We haven't done this since the Spider-Man episode we did in my kitchen way, way back, like yeah. six years ago. So yeah, that is a long time. I don't know how this is going to be, but we're doing it in the same room and it'll be fun. I'm so sorry, but I put the mic foot too high now. And I can't, oh I can't, my God. I can't see you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be in that oh, chair. Not really. Do you want to switch chairs? No, it's fine. Okay. Let me just... There we go, that's right, isn't it? Totally unedited, this episode. (laughs) Giving it all in. All right, first question, and the category of the day is the art life. How's the art life going for you? It's fine, but busy drawing my Doctor Doom book, and uh, I got some very nice words from my editors recently for the pages that I've been drawing, because I drew these. There's a couple of pages in the book that are like the history of Doctor Doom, Mm. and you see like his mum, his dad... How he like got like put the suit on? Oh, really? Yeah, that's all like new lore in Marvel. Or? No, it's just we're repeating the history in the book. Oh, I don't know anything. And about it's all them. drawn on like a big thing. And then uh, I have another page which is him fighting Fantastic Four, defeating um, Silver Surfer and Galactus, and then at the end being defeated himself. That's a great page. And I think I posted that on social media. So yeah. if anybody wants to see that, it's it's on all of my socials. Um, yeah, so I've just been enjoying the book. I'm liking that the editors I'm working with have been giving me more time to draw because usually, you know, at the beginning of the year when I drew the Flash, it was you need to do a page a day. Right. But that was the biggest book I ever worked on because that was I drew on the main Flash. I drew, it was like an issue nine hundred and like eighty nine or some crazy or ninety seven or something. It was a big numbered book. Right. Um, and it was an honor to be a part of you know an actual main title book because all the other books i've done have just been like offshoots spider-man and deadpool's not you know the main spider-man book or the main deadpool book uh great lakes avengers no one gives a shit about that i, I did but yeah, <laughs> yeah. People didn't, yeah um and yeah i've done covers for stuff like star wars etc like big stuff but i've never um actually drawn on the main book besides that so that was ex- even though my batman work joker batman urban legends you know, they've all been side stuff but if you want to work on those big titles, you've got to commit your life to it because that's yeah. the name of the game. So I've kind of been taking it easy. I've talked to my editors and said, I just need more time and you'll get the best work out of me. Like you look at someone like Art Adams, you're not going to force that guy to draw a page in the day. And I'm not saying that I'm fucking Art Adams, Jesus Christ, but 
I can more like fart, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> but I can aspire. I can aspire to that level if if someone gives me more time. So I'm basically drawing a page every two to every two and a half days, and I'm I'm comfortable. That's a good level. Yeah, yeah. That's a comfortable level for me. I can pencil page in one day, ink it the next day. You can enjoy your weekends and go to a gig with your brother in London. That's why I'm here. We're gonna go see the band Goose, which I'm very much looking forward to. Oh yeah. Well, I've got a little plug because I worked. Very hard, and I appreciate everyone's patience because we had a two-week delay on the last episode because I edited together our ranking video for YouTube, and it was a big old whopping 45-minute video that I had to edit. So that was an interesting challenge. So if you guys haven't checked it out, I know you probably maybe listened to the episode on your podcast catcher of choice, but go to YouTube at Batman TAS Pod and check out that video because it's as much as it's great to listen to the episode, I, I enjoy it more watching because you get to see where we're ranking things, where we put people. Also, just like, you know, it's great to have the characters that we're talking about, seeing them as we're talking about them. So, yeah, go check out that video because it worked real hard and I want those views. So, please. And I haven't watched it yet, but you I will. I knew. I was going to say, have you watched it? <laughs> You're being quiet. So, I was like, I know he has. I was going to watch it yesterday, but I had to fit a whole weekend and sure. day yesterday so yeah you'll watch it i'll see it at some point you'll years, watch two it. years from now um but yeah that's all i have to talk about that's what you got to talk about with art life so you ready to review this episode i am This episode is titled Fear of Victory. It came out on the 29th of September, 1992. Directed by Dick Sebast. Written by Samuel Warren Joseph. Story edited by Lauren Bright. Animation by Tokyo Movie Shinsha. Featuring Kevin Conroy as Batman, Bruce Wayne, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon and the Jewel Thief, Mark Hamill as the Joker, also the Arkham Asylum Warden, and the Telegram guy that uh, is a fake-out. We got Lauren Lester as Robin, Brian Stokes Mitchell as Brian, <laughs> Chuck Machance as Bozeman the Thief, Henry Pollock as Scarecrow, Tim Curry as Leon's henchman, Laurie Johnson as Nurse and Woman, and Tom Williams as Leon the Bookie. Honorable mentions here... TMS, Tokyo Movie Shinsha, animated this episode, and they previously animated episodes that we reviewed, which were Two-Face Part 1 and Feet of Clay Part 2, both on our top three mm. list, those episodes. Directed by Dick Sebast, who's been credited previously on this podcast, in our review of The Cat and the Claw Part 2. Story editor Laren Bright has also been credited previously on this podcast in our review of P.O.B. So you can go back and check those episodes out if you wanted to. Samuel Warren Joseph wrote this episode and it's the only episode of Beatles that he wrote. His other notable writing creds include a movie called Window of Opportunity, 65 episodes of Dennis the Menace the Cartoon. So that's a lot of episodes of that show. And again, only one episode of shows such as DuckTales, Super Ted, or Transformers Beast Wars. So not a load of creds for Samuel Warren Joseph. Um, but, I mean, one episode of Beatles, not a bad episode to do as we'll and end up talking about it. Beast Wars is the show where it was like 3D and there was like yes. an army of raptors versus like... Uh, yeah, and it was like Gorilla, yeah. Optimus we, Prime or whatever. We talked about this a pod because I was like, it's, that's not Transformers, it's Beast Wars. And then you 
showed me and yeah, it was we were, you were 100% right. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. completely wrong. But it was like, um, what was that thing I used to say? It was like, oh, Lindor, owned by Lint. And I was like, it's not Lindor, it's yeah, Lint. Yeah, yeah, But it's yeah, the same yeah, you thing, right? It's like, you used Beast to get so Wars. upset about that. <laughs> Beast Wars is under the Transformers umbrella. I I dug that as a kid. I, I remember watching a, a few moment. episodes with you. We had the toys. We had like cool. the cheetah one. Mm-hmm. We had the gorilla. I think that, that, that uh, um, is, I think it was either our great-grandmother or just a family friend of our grandmothers. Do you remember we went to her house when we were young children? Mm. We went swimming in her freezing cold swimming pool. Oh, yeah. Was Auntie Betty. Auntie Betty, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I don't know if has any relation or not. I am very unclear. I think our grandmother was friends with her because she wanted her inheritance. It's some crazy <laughs> shit. Anyway, we, she, we went to this house as children, like, oh, we're going to go to like a 90 year old's house. This is going to be boring. And we got there, and on the TV was Beast Wars. And I don't she was like, at all. you like Beast Wars? And we were like, yeah, we fucking like Beast Wars. And she was basically like, how about these Beast Wars? And she got us each a Beast Wars action figure. Did she really? Yeah, and I was my mind was blown. Like, Auntie Betty, you're the best. I, I was like, we're watching Beast Wars, and now we have Beast Wars. <laughs> I, have, I have no memory of that. That's amazing. I think the toys you're referring to are those toys that she that gave she us. That she gave us. Yeah, because yeah, I don't remember buying much else. No. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Beast Wars were even in the latest Transformers film. They have like Optimus Primal and all Still of those. Still make those? They, sadly, they do, yeah. You know, I've, I've never seen, I've only seen a first, like, part of the first Transformers movie, but I found, what's his name? Michael Bay. No, the actor. Oh, um, what's his name? He's like, just do it. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf was so unbearable that I just went, I can't do this. I'm out. Yeah, I was like, fuck this. I don't even really like Transformers so much, to be honest. Um and Autobots, roll the fuck out! I'm done with this. <laughs> and I've only seen two Fast of the Furious, and that's one and two, and a bit of Tokyo Drift when it was on TV when I was like eight. Really? Yeah. I watched those as a laugh a few years ago, but they're terrible, so you're not missing much. Okay, acting creds for this episode. We've got all returning characters that have obviously been credited previously on this podcast in their first appearances, such as Henry Pollock's Scarecrow and Nothing to Fear. So go back and listen to those eps if you're interested in learning more about those voice actors. As far as new credits go for this episode, Brian Stokes Mitchell, who plays Brian in this episode, is also known as the voice of Jethro in the Prince of Egypt movie. One I've never seen, but I've always heard, like, my partner's always saying that, like, it's a great animated it's like a prince of egypt yeah it's an animated movie that's disney and it's oh, like that singing like and long guy with like the the shortcut and the little beard Maybe. and it, and he, there's another guy with long black hair yeah and there's the meme where they look at it they're like yeah that sounds good sounds good maybe it's or maybe like that's like treasure on. planet or something like that i'm not no, sure it's not that one no what's i've it, never it seen called? it prince of egypt Jeez. it's got um what's his face m and Voldemort, he's the voice of the, uh, what's the name? The King of Egypt, but it's not called the Pharaoh. That's his, That's what it is. Now you're just looking up this movie. We don't have a time against us to do this episode or anything. This is not the movie I was thinking of. No, okay. This just looks like if, like, I don't know, the church made a fucking it, Disney movie. Anyway, I've been told I need to see it. So he does the voice of Jethro in that. He also is Sunday Legend number eight in that movie Tick, Tick, Boom. Ah, yes. Remember Sunday that Legend number eight. And he's also Coach Mitchell in James Bond Jr. 
who was apparently a regular character on that show. He was in like a ton of episodes. And then finally we got Chuck Machance as the thief. This is the only thing he ever did. <laughs> there were no other credits. Why is that I, funny? I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I loved that. This is all he did. There's nothing on his IMDb. Not like he's also a writer, director. It's one credit and that's that was it for oh. this, which is weird. And of, of course we got like Tim Curry in this, which we'll talk about later. Okay, Utility Belt of Fun Facts. This episode was the series debut of Robin and Dick Grayson for the show. So in production order, it's Christmas for the Joker, as we know, but for release order, this was his first appearance, which is weird if you think about it, because there's not like a, mm. hey, like a soft introduction to Robin. He's just there, right? Like he's at university. I kind of dig that, though. Like, yeah. This is an audience that grew up on the Batman and Robin 66 show. So True. do you need an introduction to Robin? Everyone knows that robin is batman's sidekick yeah and it's kind of fun seeing him at college as well you know it's a bit different i know bruce going good luck at college dick on that yeah. piece of paper i love that they, they really put him in the peter potter category didn't they of like a college oh, kid yeah he is quite the animated series peter parker we got the gotham knights football team is introduced which is a reference to the bat family who've also been referred to as the gotham knights so that was why they included that in this the scarecrow's line the fear of victory and the agony of the scarecrow is a pun on abc wide world of sports where they would say the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat so they were playing on that when one of the robbers calls robin boy blunder an allusion is made to robin's title of boy wonder and the name which Robin obviously was introduced in Detective Comics number 38 in 1940. Whilst the rest of the title cards in each episode of the series have their own theme music, the theme that plays in this episode's title card is the same that plays in Nothing to Fear. So they didn't change the music much for this. They repeated that, which is not like this show to do. The Scarecrow gets a new look for this episode. They much went from better look. Much better. They went from sock puppet testicle head to a more <laughs> skeletal, like, scarecrow face. The producers still felt this appearance was not sufficiently scary, thus leading to a slight change for his next appearance in Dreams of Darkness, which will be coming up in a few episodes, and then a complete revamp for the new Batman Adventures where he's the Undertaker. Well, I suppose, like, you know, if I saw a dude that looked like he had a hemorrhoid for a head, I would be pretty frightened, actually. That's his original look. What the which, sock puppet? Uh, my wife recently said that someone pointed out, like, why do we call them hemorrhoids and not asteroids? <laughs> like, 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 like asteroids. So it sounds like asteroids. Uh, Poison Ivy is briefly seen in the cell at Arkham, obviously having been transferred from Stonegate Penitentiary following her arrest in Pretty Poison which is interesting. She's obviously deemed that she needs to be in Arkham. Then we've got several villains are seen wearing their costumes instead of their inmate attire at in Arkham mm. Asylum, which I it thought was casual weird. day. Yeah, <laughs> they're all in their full getup. Yeah, everyone's getting released that day. Like so Joker's they're... got his toxic flower. Like that's got to have something in it. It's, it's out of juice. Harvey Dent's got his coin. Yeah. The scene of Batman and Robin. I love it though. That's like my, one of the best scenes of the episode. It was. It was and nice. You see the full rogues gallery all together, like it's fun. Yeah, it, is, it was fun. And we even got Mark Hamill to do the voice, which is great. The scene of Batman and Robin walking towards the Batmobile on this episode will later be used in the Adventures of Batman and Robin title sequence, as well as when Robin catches the vial. Both of those scenes we'll see mm. later on in the intro. All right, let's get into this episode. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I don't remember this at all. Um, and even whilst watching it, I was joking, like, what is he, like, got a sports racket going on there and that's exactly what it was doing so i was like you know what good on you like it's a cool plot for the scarecrow it's I a think. it's a great little idea like yeah. it's it's a fun thing that i think that a villain would do because yes. he's not uh he's not the criminally insane i don't even know why he goes to arkham i don't consider him a sane person to you well maybe with his way he does with fear and his obsession can turn into some sort of insanity please obsession maybe? isn't insanity no i guess not 
Um, yeah, because he's only been gassed by his stuff once, which we saw last time. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it lasts forever. So I don't know. But it's like the same with the penguin. You don't put the penguin in. No, he goes to Stangate. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. I think I, Scarecrow I should go there as well. I don't consider him criminally insane. What about Poison Ivy? Uh, no, she's batty. <laughs> yeah. Obsessive. Yeah. But she, then obsessive is what I'm talking about. She is criminally insane because she kills or intends to kill people mm. using her crazy But methods. then what did the Scarecrow wanted to essentially raise enough money through this racket to create enough fear toxin to bring Gotham to its knees. He says that to Batman at the end. Okay. He's got that one vial and he's like, oh, this is enough oh. for the stadium, but okay. I need more. To then bring all of Gotham. To oh, the I missed that. I thought right. I thought he was just a dude trying to make money. Which oh, I, was like, I see. Props to you. Like that's no. what you should be doing. Yeah, he was trying to raise money for all his. All these villains, they think too big. You yeah, know, they're like, mm, I'm going to destroy Gotham with them all the world. Like, just do a sports racket. Like, great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's kind you of, the part of that... uh, Back to the Future too, right? Like that's hmm. what he goes back to the sports all yeah. back. Yeah, it's what um Matt Barry's character does in uh what we do in the shadows that one season. Oh, so yeah. they can win all that money back. They rig the uh, they rig the game. So the guy's head gets punched off of his shoulders. That's true. They do. Um, so, what do you think of the animation in this episode? Yeah, it was good. I didn't notice anything bad about it. No, I mean, as I said before, it's Two Face Part One and Feet of Clay Part Two. So, I think I didn't see it that level. Like... No, no, true. But like all of the monsters, mm, you know, all true, of that yeah. type of stuff. Didn't you think the monsters looked like the monsters from yes, Space I did. Jam? I, did, I thought that yes. was very funny. Uh, music, same as music is nothing to fear, but I do love that, like, the Scarecrow theme in this show. I like that. It's very wicked. Um, wicked? Yeah, oh, like, right. Yeah, wicked theme. As in, know? like, the original. Yeah, not the stage play. <laughs> uh, no, I thought you were like, it was wicked, mate. Like, oh, I, I see. Well, there's a lot of meanings of wicked. Um, but I mean, like. Yeah, the cricket wicked? No, that's wicked. Yeah, wicked. Not wicked. Oh, right. You're right. <laughs> Wicked cricket. Uh, but yeah, Scarecrow theme I really liked, but I also liked how we got every villain's light motif in Arkham Asylum. Like we got Jokers, we got Poison Ivies, we got Two-Face. And I just loved hearing all of those kind of like in succession as he was walking down the hallways. That was cool. So Brian Rogers, afraid of monsters, I guess, the roommate. Because... I don't think it was what you're afraid of because I think it was creating a fear out of the moment. Oh, like that Robin, makes sense. Robin doesn't have a fear of heights. heights As you said, true. I learned to walk on a tightrope before I learned how to walk on the ground. Yeah, I think it was just you—you've you, been injected with, without your knowledge, a fear toxin. So whatever's happening in your life is suddenly. In your moment, fun. your adrenaline kicks in. So does the drug. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Because it's like, like saying the cat would be afraid of mice, then, which is not true. Yeah, that's very, That's a really good point. Yeah, I like how they use the fear toxin then because it's not the same fear toxin. He's obviously tweaked it yeah. to work. For yeah, this. this is the um, this is the uh, anthrax of his. Uh, arsenal. It was very anthrax in the mail, yeah. wasn't Could it? Could you imagine if they did a story where he was like posting stuff? And do you remember that time when like do you remember the newspapers where it was like, look at this guy's thumb. He touched anthrax, and now his thumb is like the size of uh, like a fucking a balloon. elephant. Yeah. yeah. Gross. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, that's the scarecrow's next thing. Yeah. <laughs> terrorism. That's what I... Domestic terrorism. <laughs> I want to make everyone's hands look massive. <laughs> I'm going to give them giant weird thumbs. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want a big thumb, Batman? I don't know why we're doing Gary Oldman and Friends right now. <laughs> I'm wearing two belts. <laughs> well, you said last time when we rated them, Scarecrow is quite a theatrical villain in this show. Gary Oldman would be a good Scarecrow. He would have been back then. He would have been very like, good. 
Gary Oldman Leon level of just mm. all of them. Yes. Yeah, that would be pretty good, actually. What do you think of the Scarecrow now? Because you rated him last time. I think we rated him a B. I put him in an A. You put him in an A after this. Now episode? I've seen his new look, and I dug his crime in this. Yeah, I bumped on this. So yeah, go get the video. I know you spent two <laughs> weeks editing it. Change the ranking. Fuck. You gotta change it. You gotta. I think it. that will make one listener happy because one listener like commented, been like Scarecrow in this show. He did dirty. He deserved. I, you know what? The uh, props to whoever said that. I think I agree with you now because. Yeah, after this episode. Yeah. I, I was just going off of his first appearance where he was just a classic. Yeah, he like, was. Like, oh, you, I have henchmen, you yeah. don't try. And he looks, he didn't look great. He didn't look scary at all. He looked better in this. Um, so do you think it's weird that Robin calls Batman Batman or vice versa when they're like in Bat in the Batmobile somewhere private? Because I noticed in this episode, they're in the Batmobile and he's just like, what are we going to do, Batman? And then later on, he calls him Batman when they're like in the Batcave. And I'm like, just call each other Dick and Bruce. You probably have a ground rule that you never know who's listening. I but guess. also, he was calling himself Robin. He was like, come yeah. on, Robin, you can do this. Yeah, but I... yeah. But Batman was... didn't play by those rules. No, he called him Dick. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like, get over here. Are you still scared of this shit? Dick. <laughs> Um, I thought it was a bit of coincidence that a small pearl necklace falls in front of the Batmobile and Batman stops and immediately gets out. And then hey, was, oh, free goodies. I was like, but then again, that's how, like, what he saw when his mum died, right? Do you think any time a pearl necklace hits the streets of Gotham, he, he knows? Like, <laughs> he knows the particular sound of it hitting the ground. Like, he's got a pearl necklace detector or something in the Batmobile. Well, this scene was a bit ridiculous. Like, I, okay, I get, fair enough. Pearls or jewelry falls because people are robbing stuff, right? And Batman's like, hey, right place, right time. That's fine. Right. The the problem I have with this scene is that two dudes with crowbars, (laughs) nothing else, (laughs) chip away multiple statues of gargoyles. Like through about like six foot worth of concrete, right? Concrete, probably probably like sheet iron under there as well. And they're just like, hey, watch out. We're going to get you. Like (laughs) those dudes are ripped yes they are godlike <laughs> superman cannot defeat them no. <laughs> insane and they do it insane like if they actually showed the footage you'd be like, <laughs> like that like the drills um and that scene also reminded me a bit of um uh, the end of batman 89 with joker getting wrapped around the loose gargoyle um, oh yeah well i thought it was weird because what happens to those guys on the roof because it's not like the police know that they're there mm. and they're on the roof of this really big building so i don't think people are going to go up there and batman doesn't alert the authorities or anything so are they just going to die up there like wrapped yeah. around a gargoyle like to starve to death right actually, you know what here's the only way i could see it working is Rupert Thorne or some corrupt guy mm. is in real estate. You know, he's like the fucking Trump of Gotham City. Yeah. And he uses the cheapest products, like, to make stuff. <laughs> it's concrete in quotations where it's, it's like, not, not real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and, and these dark dudes, no, it's why it's like uh, Batman could shoot a grappling hook and it will just go through, like, half of a wall and yeah. stick. Because Gotham is just made. Like, like uh, someone can sneeze and the skyscraper will come down <laughs> in Gotham City. Speaking of grappling hooks, those fishing rods bat repelling mm. things whatever they were they were weird i've never seen those before i don't think they ever show up again and you know why i think they use them because of the height no because i think well maybe that's why because the grappling hook wouldn't go all the way up to like that's a good idea yeah but i think they used it because batman lets go and then uses his grappling hook after so that yeah they needed like a second device but what you said about probably makes, lengthwise yeah. they're, they're like mega ones but they were like giant fishing Holes, weren't they? Well, it would be of? funny if they had little thick like reels yeah, on them. Yeah, so they were reeling, them, reeling themselves up. <laughs> uh, so 
the um, Robin almost straight up dies in this and almost kills Batman in the, the whole process. He almost dies a few times in this episode. But we know from talking with Alan Burnett, the scene where Batman saves himself by swinging into that woman's apartment and saying, her saying, oh my, and then, oh my, mm. was an ode to North by Northwest, which is really cool. Another Hitchcock reference in Batman. Well, I, the other ode is that Robin basically has vertigo, like Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, yes. And he said Jimmy Olsen. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, that's very vertigo, that whole sequence. You're right. And imagine if Batman just stayed in that woman's apartment, like didn't leave. Like yeah, he's, he's like, I got time. Yeah. <laughs> Robin's hanging from the belt yeah. and screaming. Oh, Batman, please. <laughs> I'll be a minute. Calm down, dick. Yeah. <laughs> Not the only dick in this conversation, if you know what I mean. <laughs> She's like, are you talking about? And he's like, no, don't. <laughs> My dick's fine. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, so Batman ties up the themes to the gargoyle, like I said, saves Robin. And I just think, like, he has no patience for Robin in this episode, as we've said. Like, he. I feel like Robin is on the, the like, the verge of being, like, outed out of the group. Right? Yeah. Like, he's like, all right, fair enough. You got fear toxin, so you're scared. When I got fear toxin, I was like, you know, I faced my fears. Kind yeah. Being Batman is that I. I, I am vengeance. I am the night. Exactly. I am Batman. So you not being able to do it is kind of bullshit. Right? <laughs> I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Yeah, Robin just, I don't know, he even was like, I'm no good to you anymore. And I yeah, and Adam, I feel like he was like, mm, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. And I, maybe Alfred was like, sir, give him a chance. Not everybody can be like you and dedicate their whole lives to being Batman, all right? I also thought it was really risky for them to be in Dick's dorm room in their costumes. Like, what if, like, an RA or a friend comes in to check on Dick? Because his roommate's, like, not well, obviously. Maybe you think that that was him and his roommate dressed up for a costume party. Well, yeah, but then maybe that's why they call each other Batman and Robin anywhere they go, because he don't want him to be like, Dick, come over here. And he's like, wait a minute, Dick, you're, you're exactly. Robin. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I would like to talk about the use of animals in this episode. Uh, that's my next question to you. What did you think about Batman's experiments with cats? He has, First of all, he has all the cats. He has all the Every cats. Every variety of cat. Uh, I, he may have even had the fluffy white cat that Catwoman owns. I think you should call it the cat cave. Yeah, the cat cave, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I just feel like he's like, all right, I'm going to put this away. He's like, Alfred, I need 27 cats. <laughs> and he's like, different varieties, I assume, sir. Every single cat. Big, fat, fluffy cat. Skinny alleyway cat. Evil ginger cat that looks friendly, but really is not friendly. All the different cats, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sir, here's 27 cats. Great, thank you. <laughs> he just does one little experiment, shows Dick. He's like, all right, Alfred. And handle this. Yeah. He's like, so, uh, where do those cats go I after think, the experiment? I think Alfred fell in love with these cats. Oh yeah, uh, and he said, "Well, you know, Bruce hasn't even been in this wing of Wayne Manor, mm. so this is just the cat wing now." And it's just like a fucking <laughs> like it's insanity there. Like cats have like ruined priceless vases. <laughs> They've pissed on like like these Persian beautiful rugs. <laughs> And just it's just Alfred running around in chaos, like <laughs> looking after like hundreds of cats, <laughs> and they're all breeding with each other. So there's like kittens oh, as well. No. There was twenty seven cats. There's now two hundred and seventy <laughs> cats, and uh, in, in the West Wing of Wayne Manor, he just drops them down a hole in the back cave. He's like, that's the end of the. Cats. Oh no! <laughs> well, like the classic drowning of them in the yeah. thing. Oh yeah, big bag. Bye. Yeah, come play in this this uh, area that does not have railings. Or <laughs> oh my god, 
That's dark. You took it. I, I was trying to make a fun it's where. It's dark in general that he's got all these cats. It's like serial I, killer level the way he's doing with these cats. I was cats. trying to make it a fun, like, to hearted thing where this old posh Englishman, <laughs> like, looks after all these cats and keeps it a secret from Batman. Like, imagine keeping a secret from Batman Who in his house. for a profession, yeah. He's like, you don't think I know about the fucking cats? <laughs> I've had crazy allergies for months. <laughs> So I love that Batman moment is when Batman steps out of the shadows at Arkham to confront the security guard where he's just like, um, is Mr. Mm. Gray not hungry or something along those lines? I thought it was a really cool shot. Um, Batman is just so cool in that Arkham scene, the way he takes the keys to Crane's cell and like narrows his eyes and the security guard tries to stop him. He like puts his arm on him. He turns around like, don't fuck with me. I'm Batman. Like, yeah, fuck with Robin. He's scared right now. What do you think of uh, Scarecrow's disguise and the hat, and the Love fake it. mustache, and the trench coat? It's and all like that? Uh, Doctor Robotnik has yeah. been on like the subway diet or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that, I have eaten these five footlongs today and lost weight. <laughs> I look great, but I'm slightly a pedo now. <laughs> Not that I wasn't before. <laughs> Follow to me in this dark corner. I'll show you some cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a cat dealer. He'd open his coat. With he looks sketchy. Yeah, there. he does. He looks like a flash. That's what he looks like. He'd be on the six o'clock news. He started out by having a little ginger tash and ginger hair, mm. because that's how we know the character to be. But then, like, his disguise later on, he's got, like, a brown tash. And, like, a rubber mask. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. He's wearing his costume Wish underneath. lucky. But, yeah, but at the beginning, he is just Jonathan Crane. With a tash. With a tash and, and like, glasses. glasses. Yeah. Uh, the thug tailing Scarecrow couldn't have been more obvious that he was following him, I thought. Like, he's standing in plain sight half the time following him, and then he opens a door right after Scarecrow goes through it. I'm like, dude, he obviously knows you're, like, you're there. And then we cut to that guy having a freak out, the one who's voiced by Tim Curry, and Gordon and Batman are checking on him. And Gordon says, and that's how we found him. Scared as a rat at a cat convention. And I wonder if Batman was going to be like, you should see the cats in the back cave right now. <laughs> but yeah, Gordon just, he doesn't really get what Batman's like. Batman even gets annoyed with Gordon this. He mm. has no patience for anybody in this episode because Gordon's just like, you mean that that has something to do with this? And he's like, put two and two to- together, yeah. commissioner. How much you fucking do a detective work? The basic work. <laughs> that is your job. Your job is to detect. <laughs> you're the commissioner yeah. of police. Which means you're like granddad, king daddy of detective. <laughs> and you don't even know that this guy you're scared is the same as the Ooh, guy you're scared in the football game. Well, the moment you turn around at me, I'm disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> so we get Robin almost dying again in the Batcave. And if Batman didn't save him from falling, he'd be at the bottom of that cave for mm. sure. Probably with the dead cats <laughs> in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Robin just he just down. hears like a... <laughs> What was that? Uh, Nothing's up. Here's your morning deed. Where's Robin? I uh, don't know. Some, Alfred, some of that fear toxin's still in me. I'm hearing noises. Yeah, crazy. Crazy world. A lot of sounds. So do you think this episode would have been more fun if like Batman and Robin ended up playing football whilst trying to stop the scarecrow? Like, no, because that's ridiculous. I know, but I guess the Batman 66 level, of course, would have been in there. But well, I don't they, know. They I let could... Dick just jump on the field and not stop. Like, no security. So, uh, if Batman caught an interception and played, like, ran 90 yards, everyone would be cooler. They're like, that counts, right? (laughs) We're the Gotham Knights. Yeah, that works. He's the Dark Knight. Come on. 
so Batman almost gets taken out by some fucking light bulbs and fumbles the vial, but Robin swoops in and catches it and Batman arrests Scarecrow. Robin is like a kid too when he tells Batman like, hey, like, look what I did. And also I got this helmet before and everything. And he's like, looks like you've got a handle on it. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting there. Because you had two strikes, buddy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I grabbed your hand over the, the, the cat pit, the cat pit. <laughs> yes, Alfred, I know that's where you put all the dead cats. <laughs> the cat smell cat. in the back there. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, that's so true. 27 dead cats. <laughs> wow, 26. There is one still meowing back there. I think it's living off of all the other dead cats. Oh, it's eating Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, cats go for birds, so Robin would be acceptable. That's right. Oh man. So yeah, the end is you love this. We cut to Wayne Manor and Bruce and Dick are watching the football game. The episode ends on a really corny joke when Bruce tells Dick, like, you can always send him a telegram. And he's like, ah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Dick in this episode, he's like, like Bruce is like, so you're over your shit, right? And he's like, yeah, no, you know, it's taking a little while. It's like, oh my God. Just look, my parents died. I got over it, right? Nothing to do with that pearl necklace in the street before. I'm not. I I dedicated my whole life to my trauma. And then, yeah, he says they'll send him a telegram, which is such a cheeky thing to say. It's so good. So then you see Dick being like, well, I'm going to get you a fucking pearl necklace for Christmas, man. How about that? Whoa, Robin. Too far. Even Alfred's like, oh my God. Alfred, Master Dick. He thinks it's kinky. He's like, do you know what a pearl necklace needs? Do you know what it means? Well, we've already established that Martha, Wayne, and uh, Thomas were absolute sex freaks. (laughs) And keep their, they have their sex dungeon. Yes, father, I will become a gimp. (laughs) You know, before I turned into the bad cave, it was something very different. The slap cave. Uh, so yeah, we got Bruce. Also, I realized he's wearing his classic brown jacket, but he's got a mustard yellow uh, turtleneck instead oh. of his shirt on. And I was like, oh, that's must a new getting, shirt. Must be getting chilly in Gotham then. Must have been for Christmas. Mm. Yeah, made a real cat hair, Master Bruce. Makes <laughs> <laughs> it your shit. Um, so, does this make your top three? No, no, me either. But fun, it was a fun episode. Fun episode, yeah, for sure. And I think the uh, the theme of it makes sense for Scarecrow. So I thought it was good. 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 Uh, next, we got the Clock King. That's the next episode we're yeah, going to review. Yeah. Ah, it's time to review the Clock King. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Time. <laughs> so we're going to go into our first game of the game. Uh, first game. First game of-, of the game. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm only one beer in. Uh, it's called Riddle Me This, Willie M. Focus! 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 But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. This is a game I play with my brother where I ask him three questions on the episode we just watched to make sure he was paying attention. Feel free to play along at home or in your car or wherever you are. Well, you would know I sat right next to you watching it. I know, but I want to know if you were. Question one, what was Dick's roommate's name? Oh, fuck. They say it a million times. I'll give you a clue. His first name begins with B and his surname is that of Captain America. Brett Rogers. Very close. Brent Rogers. Now you get one more guess with a B. We have an uncle named this and also... Brian Rogers. Brian Rogers is correct. Question two. What did the Scarecrow tell the bookie to call him? Mr. Lucky. That's right. Question three. What? Where did Robin learn to walk on? What did Robin learn to walk on as a child? Tightrope. That's right. Or a high wire. Both count. And bonus... 
According to Scarecrow, there was enough powder in the football helmet to panic a what? You didn't hear this, actually, so I let this slide because I know we were talking over this. But he goes, there's enough toxin in there to panic a... The, the stadium? He says, pachyderm. Pachyderm? And I was like, what does pachyderm mean? I looked it up. It means a large mammal with thick skin, like a rhino or an elephant. Yeah. So I learned something. Some might call me a pachyderm. <laughs> So there's the game. Well, well done. I don't know how you got right. I wasn't really keeping track. All of them. All of them right. Next up, we've got Ace the Bat Sound. <laughs> this is a game that we play with you, the listener. Each week, I'll play a brief music clip from the show, and you have to guess who the character is or the title of the episode that the music belongs to. The answer to each clip will be revealed in the following episode. So last week we had this music clip. And if you still don't know, here's a clue of a voice clip from that episode. Todd? June? Brian? Tammy, she got you too. Is this some sort of bad joke? What are we doing on the old set and in these clothes? Welcome home, sister Susie. <gasps> I missed you so. Mr. Happy Hat says he missed you too. All right, <laughs> but if I were to say to you, I didn't mean to, who do you think that oh, is? Oh, Baby Doll. That's right. That theme was for the episode Baby Doll. And here's the musical clip for next week's episode where you have to name the episode that the music is from. The only clue I will give to you is Wish.com Riddler. Oh, what's his name? Mm, Uzzler or whatever. No, but you have to wait until next week to find out the name of that episode and the name of that character. Blonde guy. <laughs> Receding hairline blonde guy. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our final category of the day is You've Got Mail. Oh, by the way, this came for you an hour ago by Messenger. You've Got Mail. Thank you, Alfred. This is where I take all your comments, emails, messages, and especially podcast reviews and, re and reveal them? Read them out on the pod. Man, that one beer's gone straight to your head. I wrote reveal, though. I was like, what, do I, why am I, what am I revealing? Okay, email from listener Dan Reese. He says, hey guys, recently started... If Dan Reese doesn't get to a hospital in 20 minutes... What's I'll blow up. Oh, I'll blow up a hospital. Oh, that's Heath Ledger's Colin Joker. Reese. Colin Reese. Yeah, I think it yeah. is Colin Reese. Oh, that was a deep cut, buddy. Jesus, as deep as the cuts on is Joker's it? face. <laughs> hey, go on. He says, hey, guys, recently started rewatching BTS with my new one-year-old son yeah. and came across your podcast. Love it. You bring the right amount of humor, reverence, and irreverence, an insight that's needed for the best animated show or animated anything that's ever been made. I'm a little behind, but catching up. As far as fan casting, 
Fan-casting? Casting? Casting. Oh, casting. Casting. Have you guys thought of Tom Hiddleston as the Joker? I'm watching season two of Loki and he's absolutely perfect. He goes on and, I mean, I think maybe that I considered that when we were casting. I can see what he's talking about. I can't see him being the animated series version as much as yeah he, i think he'd be a fine joker but yeah, not the animated not series. the animated series uh, david tennant to me is like he's mm. got that total like he's ticks all the boxes for the fun joker that we get in this in this series also i love the episode with julian cowdell uh, who's the creator of the batman 89 batmobile that i did with ben have you seen adam savages from mythbusters tested youtube videos with some of the original 89 batman props and models no no I have, and funnily enough, uh, the reason I, I wanted to read this one out, Dan, is because that is what I watched that made me go after Julian Caldo, and that's how I got him on the show. Because oh, nice. I watched that YouTube video, and I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that this guy lived in England. Mm. I'd give, give him a shout-out, and that's how I got him on the show. He says, anyways, keep up the great work. Can't wait to get caught up. P.S., you really need to give Andor another shot. If you both like Rogue I've One. I've watched all of it. I me too. It. You, when did you watch all of it? I watched all of it, like, I, I, soon after it all came out. I was like, I just want to see how it, it is. Was, I, it's too surf, cookie-cutter revolution for me. It's, it doesn't, and, yeah. didn't inspire me to do shit. Everybody, look, everyone loves that show, mostly, right? Mm. Like, we're, we're in the few that don't. And that's fine. And, like, I get why a lot of people like it. But it just didn't feel Star Wars to me. No. It wasn't what I was wanting. And I'm not just talking about I need lightsabers and stuff. But I don't know. Was anybody really blown away when it revealed they were building the Death Star in that prison? Like, I don't know. I saw that the moment they entered it and they were building something. I was like, hmm, the what's the big thing that they're building in between these Star Wars movies? I fucking wonder. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It just didn't have the magic that I wanted. No. It was very earnest. Like, you know how the first Batman, uh, Christopher Nolan film, Batman Begins, it's just so earnest and like, I don't know, stripped away. I know what you're saying, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, I think, why I didn't like that. Look, I, I'm I'm an anti-fascist through and through, but I, I felt like I was being fed like you know. Okay, here's the example of it. You know, in the Hunger Games movies, mm. how in like the third or fourth one, like they start making those like fake videos of her oh, fighting right. propaganda, propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like anti-fascism propaganda to me. Yeah, and look, I am an anti-fascist. That's no, why I'm make that clear, but it just seemed real service. Also, level. we don't need to see cereal in Star Wars. We don't need to see someone eating no, a bowl of cereal. Good that God, was, no. That was weird. Yeah, and someone having mother issues in Star Wars. I I'm know. Like, Where's my big adventure? Like, is Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix Joker going to show up next? Oh, God. So, yes, I'm sorry, Dan. We have watched it, and it's and look, not if, for us. If you like it, that's fine. Absolutely. Star Wars is for everybody. Everything is for everybody. Yeah. So. Like what you like, but you know what? Other people can dislike what they dislike. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's that's where it lies. I mean, we've kind of fallen out of love with Star Wars mostly yeah, anyway. I just, I, know. I, I don't, uh, I don't watch the old movies anymore. I don't want like Lego from them. Right. But they used to love Star Wars Lego. No interest anymore. It's made all the new Star Wars content has sadly made me not like old Star Wars content. You know, my favorite stuff. The only thing I'm still interested in is Knights of the Old Republic, but they cancelled that motherfucking game. They did, yeah. And they could have made a cool TV show out of that. Yeah. I think. They're always like, oh, you can't do Star Wars without, like, the Skywalkers. I'm like, they fucking did it in, like, 2001 in a video game. Like, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic is so fascinating. Should have done that shit from the get-go. Yeah, so maybe something new with Star Wars will come along, but Andor was not it for us. But Dan says, finally, thanks for doing what you do. And thank you, Dan, for listening. We greatly appreciate it, and you writing in as well. Listener Anton on Spotify on our last episode asked, 
I'd love if you could post a pic of your completed tier list. Um, I could, but also go check out the YouTube video. Because yes, then you'll be able to see it. See it yeah. yeah, so check it out on YouTube at Batman TES Pod. You'll be able to see the final list there. And then we've got Sky on TikTok who's, who messaged me and said, Hey, fellas, I've been following this page for a while and recently came upon the Spider-Man, the animated series podcast. I know I'm a little late to the party, but it's absolutely fantastic. I've laughed out loud a couple of times to it alone in my car. I find myself un- unable to say Alice's name any other way than Smythe. Smythe. Center Thwip is also fantastic. I love watching the series now with that in mind and seeing how they basically gave up in season three. The guest interviews are an absolute treat. They all seem so down to earth, which makes me enjoy the show that much more. I'm very excited to continue diving into the series and hearing all the exciting guest appearances. Thank you guys so much for the hours of entertainment. I appreciate you getting in this far into my rant. Sorry about that. Can't express enough how much I'm enjoying the podcast that combined with the animated series has brought back my love for comics. Oh, well, that's very nice. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sky. And yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, we did a podcast before this on Spider-Man, the animated series. There's tons of yeah, episodes. Like four years. Four years. Yeah, long time. So it doesn't have the same quality of audio and I certainly didn't edit it like I do this one. So forgive it for that. But um, yeah, there's still hours of episodes and us reviewing that show and interviewing guests, which was a lot of fun. We were both a lot skinnier when we started that show. Oh, we were, yeah. <laughs> there's an episode, the last time we did that in person was mm. for that show. And oh, I, I can't, I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it either, but I, we both were like, oh, we're gaining weight. And I've, I saw like a screenshot of that recently and yeah. I was like, we are both skinny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck up. No, oh, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to say it today because in another five years, I don't want to be like, remember when we said we were fat and that one time? Oh, I'm spilling out of your fucking chair right now. <laughs> yeah, you're right, yeah. Okay, and then finally an email from James Klein. James has said, hey guys, just started listening to your pod and have been binging every episode over the last week on my long commute to work. Binging us in a week, that's a lot of hours. Yeah, that's a lot, yeah. I love the pod and you guys are hilarious. Thank you so much for all the hard work you put into doing the show. As a BTS fan, I love hearing you guys sharing similar or new opinions about the show. It's been great fun listening to you on my way to work. So just want to say a big thank you again. Also, question for you both. If you could give a Batman villain that doesn't appear in the show and give him or her the BTS treatment, uh, i.e. Mr. Freeze, Man Bat, Two-Face, who would it be? Mm. He hasn't said why as well, which I appreciate because I'd rather just... Who would it be? I I had a chance to think about this, obviously, because okay. I read this. I think mine would be the Dollmaker. I think you could do a really cool Batman the Animated Series Dollmaker episode where you can go dark, but not like he's fucking drilling into their brains and turning mm. them into like mindless puppets. But he could do something like the Manhattan does that in a way. But you could do something more like on the strings and like controlled by the Dollmaker. I thought he would be a pretty cool Betas villain to reboot. Two, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, I would. I think you could do a super Hitchcock-like thing with the Calendar Man. Oh, that's um, a great shout. Which would be a really fun, like, you see the show span over, like, a year. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the Calendar Man as, as the villain. Uh, and my other one would be, I just want to see Batman in Batman the Animated Series fighting Solomon Grundy in the sewers. That would be great. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Can you tell that I love the long Halloween? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I was going to say very long Halloween. Yeah, that would be great. I know we get Solomon Grundy in Justice League for anyone that may be thinking that, but it's not it's not the same as in Betas. Though you know, I want him in Gotham sewers. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Also voiced by Mark Hamill, Solomon Grundy in Justice League. Born on a Monday. Uh, born on a Monday. Okay, and for our socials, if you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever you're listening to us on right now as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. And if you leave a review, we might read it out on the pod at the end of each episode. 
And please subscribe or follow us on your preferred podcast platform of choice if you haven't yet already. Also, you can follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere, but the app formerly known as Twitter, which is at Batman TAS Pod One. And that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman, the animated series podcast. You goddamn right. And in the description of this episode, you'll find a tip jar where you can gift us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. As we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson. And you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date on what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere on the internet at Robson Inc. And that's R-O-B-S-O-N-I-N-K. Or you could check out my comic, Outbreaks at SpeechComics.com. And make sure you check in next year because I'm releasing a whole bunch of comics. I'm talking... Mobster Mash, I'm talking uh, outbreaks. I got uh, shit coming out, baby. So be yes, there. Yes, he does. Or be L7. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now I know what that means. Um, did you update your website like you said you were going to last time? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so you've done some stuff. <laughs> I, well, I've sketched out a very nice looking website. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've been busy putting together yeah, yeah. outbreaks issue too. I, I don't have the time. And also working for Marvel. So, yeah, it takes up time. Okay. And then it's our final chat of the day, which is what you're putting in your holes, buddy. What are you stuffing into those holes besides dead cats in the back game? <laughs> uh, I have actually been watching a lot of older movies, some Hitchcock as well. Uh, I recently watched a movie called uh, Anatomy of a Murder with Jeremy Stewart. Oh, yeah. It's not a Hitchcock film, but it's a courtroom drama from 1959 because my wife and I now, I love it. She will occasionally, we've been very good with each other recently because I now like to go out more on the weekends, which she loves. So right. I'm like, let's go to the shops. She's like, ah, oh, you're coming with me for once. Thank God. <laughs> so I do that with her. And then for me, it'll be the evening. And she'll be like, do you want to watch an old movie? And I'll be like, yes. That's awesome. So we have been sitting down and watching anything from like 1969 and below. Uh, so yeah, we watched Anatomy of a Murder, which was a two hour and 40 minute long courtroom Whoa. drama. Was not expected. Was this Avengers? Long. No, it was about a guy who killed a guy because um, the guy raped his wife. And it oh, was sure. like trying to, Jimmy Stewart was the lawyer. It had a young mayor from Jaws in it. I've never seen him in anything really? else. Yeah, It was him much younger. Did he have the anchors all over his seat in this no, one? No, he was a barman. Oh, uh, right. Is cocktails on the seat? <laughs> <laughs> and it also had um, another super famous actor. I can't remember his name, but he is General Patton. He's in oh. Doctor Strange Love, and he's also in The Exorcist Three. I can't remember his name either. Yeah, but he's a super famous actor. He was like the uh, the prosecutor. Jimmy Stewart was the defense attorney. It was it was long, but it was it was good. Worth I it? Did, yeah, I liked okay. it. Okay. Uh, would I watch it again? Maybe. Right. In forty years from now, but uh, yeah, it was fine. Right. But I did watch another Hitchcock movie, which was called I don't know if I already talked about it on the podcast, um, Shadow of a Doubt. And I watched it because it said this is Alfred Hitchcock's favorite movie that he made. Really? So I was like, oh, I, well, I'm going to watch Hitchcock's favorite movie that he made. And it's from like 1939 or like really, it's really, really early, early on. In his yeah, career. super early, yeah. black and white and all that stuff. Right. Um, and I was like, <laughs> anytime I watch one of these movies, I always say the age of what our grandmother was to my wife. Right. Because it always cracks her up. Like, for instance, we were watching the movie from 1959. I was like, uh, my grandmother was older than you here at the age of 29. Wow. She just like cracks up. Anyway, tangent. Uh, that movie sucked. It was not no very way. good. It was really boring. Do you think it was marketed like that to like sell some tickets saying it was Hitchcock's favorite? No, because he said it was his favorite like 20 years later. 
maybe he was trying to sell tickets to it. <laughs> what, the 20 years? Like, I, get, I don't know. Yeah, that makes it no sense. It was like a guy was a serial killer, basically, before there were serial killers. Right. And he went back to like his family home and one of like the kids of his family was sussing him out. Like, oh, I think you're the killer of this. Which sounds cool, right? You're like, yeah, oh, that, sounds fun. that does sound good. But it was, there was so much like extra stuff about like, what are people going to eat for breakfast? And like all this, like, like, you know, when you read a book and you're like, you're like, cut the fat. Like, yeah. I don't need to know this. Like Tom fucking, Tom Bombadil in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Cut it, but unless it's Ian Fleming describing what Bond was having for breakfast, then I'm yeah, because you're it. a nerd and you like you want it so that you can eat that breakfast, <laughs> so you can feel one step closer to being Bond. Ah, shit, he knows anyway, me too well. Watch that, um, and still watching Curb Enthusiasm and and loving that, uh, and then also have I talked about my new like guilty pleasure show that I watch on BBC? No, called Picture Slam. No, Alan Carr's Picture Slam. What is this? It's it's a game show that I think me and my wife would. Is win. it old? No, brand new. Okay, I think me and my wife would win all the money if we went on this show because right. we are an incredible team. The game is it just shows you pictures and you have to name like either the actor's name, the location of like whatever monument it is, or just like you know a, a musical instrument or stuff like that, and that's it. That's the whole game. Right. And it goes per round and you play as like a couple and you can win up to 10,000 pounds. I've talked to my wife and I said, we should apply for this show because we will get 10,000 pounds because we are really good at this show. And we like compliment each other. Like for instance, like uh, there was like the certain flower that came up that I was like, I wouldn't know that. And my, my wife was like, Rhododendron. And I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Orson Welles came up and I was like, Orson Welles. She's like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, I know what Orson Welles looks like. So... I think we'd smash that. Well, it's kind of like what we were doing in COVID, right? When we were playing trivia games all over Zoom exactly. because to keep ourselves and you guys were like a good team when doing that. Yeah. Is this also to do with your new hobby that you just told me about? I'm going to out you right now with oh. putting together puzzles. <laughs> yes. A couple that makes puzzles together. Yes, me now. and my wife, we put our first puzzle together for the first time. She's 28. <laughs> I'm 33. And we... Fucking loved it. I love how today you're like, oh, you're going to turn 37 soon. That's almost 40. And you guys are the ones putting puzzles together and watching Alan Carr vid, like trivia games. Yeah, and Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. It's Blackball this weekend. <laughs> 33 is I'm going to miss 83. the results tonight. Oh, my God. God forbid. Um, okay. What's a guilty pleasure of yours then? Because mine's definitely Strictly Come Dancing and that show. I don't know. And it's it's the be. idea of, the way you can describe a guilty pleasure is if someone walked in and saw you watching it, You'd would be you be embarrassed that you're watching sure. it? I don't really have that anymore. I mean, obviously, I watch a lot of cartoons, so maybe I potentially could be embarrassed depending who walks in. But most of the time, people that know me know that I watch like Dexter or, mm. you know, Batman or most of the DCAU and stuff like that. Do you watch any of like that garbage anymore? Like the uh, I don't watch Jersey any, Shore no, or I don't watch Australian any Brides? What the uh, um, oh God, I can't remember the name. Marriage of it. at first Married, sight. Married at first sight. No, I don't watch any of that anymore because I just went off it because it just didn't interest me. And I used to actually. Yeah. I, I at first I stopped watching it because my partner was getting so annoyed at me mm. because I would get so angry at how fucking stupid these men were and what they were saying and doing. And I would just go off on a tangent and I had to like call off. I was literally sent in the kitchen once to call off. Yeah. So I stopped watching, and then in turn she stopped watching because like. 
I don't know, she watching it on her own just wasn't as fun. I think that we all watched it during COVID because we were living vicariously through these people yeah. out and about in the world and socializing. That we were all like, yeah, but I was watching Jersey Shore way before that, though. That's true. I still watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Do you? That's my number one guilty pleasure show. Okay. I know it's hot garbage, but I look forward to it. Yeah, I don't think I have anything like that. Uh, The things I'm putting in my holes, though, are I never talk about podcasts in this section, and I really should because I listen to a lot of podcasts and I, I like them a lot. So, shout out to two podcasts in particular I listen to a lot. One I've been on already, which is Jump on the Batwagon with James and Brian. They were. They're reviewing the DCAU. So with Batman, they're on Superman right now. Um, James runs the Watchtower database on YouTube, which is a really great channel. And his friend Brian has never seen any DCAU shows ever. So he's watching it for the first time. So it's a really great podcast. I've been on the... Um, Oh, what's the name of that episode where Red Claw's in London? I can't remember, but it was like... Red Claw in London. Red Claw in London. <laughs> Red, Red Claw paints London red, I guess. Um, I was on that one. It was great fun. And the other one is Cancelled Movie Report. I've been listening to a lot, which is these oh, two yeah, guys. Yeah, they, they take cancelled movie scripts and they hire voice actors to sound like the actors that were almost going to be cast in these roles. That's and they read sections of the the script out. Uh, they've done like James Cameron Spider Man, which I know we did on Spider Man the oh, series. Oh, Spidey! Look out! Was he? I don't know. To, I don't no. know if he was in it. Originally, like, honestly, that's what the stick, right? They're like, oh, yes. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken was supposed to be Brainiac. Oh, Brainiac! Really? In the Nicolas Cage Superman really? movie, he was going to be Brainiac. Superman. <laughs> I know everything about Krypton. <laughs> So yeah, it's a really great podcast. So go check the one out. The first episode I listened to that caught me, like caught my attention, was the cancelled Timothy Dalton third Bond movie. All right, and it was great fun. And then I was like, oh, I'm into this. And they've got a load of cancelled Batman movies in there. The one that Frank Miller and um, Darren Aronofsky were going to do, which was basically Batman Year One, but Batman was like a mechanic. You told me about it when we went away. And Joker ripped off a ton, like the movie mm. The Joker. Yeah, you said it was like stuff. a taxi driver. With, it was. With Travis Bickle is. Yeah, it's Bruce. Bruce yeah, and then obviously they turned it into the Joker movie. So both great podcasts. Which you recently saw, Taxi Driver yes, for the first time. Yes, it's on time. my list. That was good segue. <laughs> taxi Driver, never actually seen it. Seen parts of it over the years. But I remember just not being into that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I'll be honest with you, because you were so into it, I was just like, I don't want to watch that. He's too No, I get it. You know? We were, we were teenagers, right? Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was my favorite Petty. movie. That was my favorite movie from like fourteen to twenty five. Right, still love that movie. I love I love putting it on every year in the summer, being alone with a bottle of scotch. And just- <laughs> that sounds like what Travis Bickle would do watching. Yeah, and I point my finger at the ceiling. I go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it's a good film. It's a really good film. Feeling of dread and just mm. sadness in that movie is great. Question mark at the end, and also the cinematography and the mise en scène in that movie is. I can see why. Everybody wants to do something like Gotham to that movie. Like the neon lights reflecting off the streets, the sex workers, just the, gr- yeah, the crime and the New York, baby. It's awesome. So I really like that. I'm also uh, watching the new Invincible. There's a new season. Well, yeah, I been, haven't started that yet. It's been very good. I, I rewatched. I actually went back and rewatched the whole of season one because I started season two and I was like, I forget some of this stuff because it's been a couple of years. That um, one where the guy gets turned into the robot guy really plays into my phobias. Me too. And like when I was talking about the doll maker earlier and being like a, a character I want to do, I instantly thought of like you could do something like real dark like that with the doll maker. Um, that's a great episode and still stands out as one of the best in season one. But currently season two is really good. They're, 
yeah, it's just a good show, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm watching new Rick and Morty, which uh, I still enjoy. I wouldn't say that I'm like loving it as much as I did when I first started. No, I haven't watched that show in years. New voice actor doing Rick and Morty now. Barely could tell. You can tell with Morty, but you can't really tell with Rick, which is fine. Even if you could, like whatever, you get you sink into it, and you're like, okay, you know, the show's still written by the same people, mm-hmm. animated by the same studio. So I've been watching that um, new Crown season. Yeah, I, I haven't liked Fell out of that. The first two seasons of The Crown are excellent. They are, yeah. Really just like juicy, like sink your teeth into mm-hmm. drama. Uh, and then the switch into the 70s, as much as I love Olivia Coleman. Uh, Olivia Coleman, I just wasn't into it. Right. And now, even further, is it going further in the future now? Yeah, so. Um, the, right? It's the new. The woman that played cast. Umbridge in um, Harry Potter is the Queen. Yeah. She's very good. I'm sure she is. She's and also, actress. the villain in Tomorrow Never Dies is Philip. Um, okay. He's very good. Uh, yeah, and um, the guy who plays Jigsaw in that Punisher movie is. Yes. Is, oh, wait, no. Have we already had a season of these people? Yes. See, I don't even remember that yeah. we had a season. Of We're on, this is the final season I, of the show. Can I say something? Sure. I, I don't find the Diana stuff interesting. Oh, anymore. I do. But I think... I don't I get was, it. I, I think I was slightly a bit older than you. Where like, it was I'm, 97 when she died. Yeah, I remember, I, I remember the mornings. I remember the morning too. And our grandmothers, and they were like, oh my God, she yeah. died. And like, I was like, who? <laughs> well, it said... I remember going downstairs, turning on the TV, and every channel said the Princess of Wales has died. Yeah. And I didn't know who the Princess of Wales was. So I went upstairs and was just like, all the, all the channels aren't working because some Princess of Wales died. And they went, what? And they ran downstairs. Oh, you, you. I was the one that told everyone at the messenger. house. Yeah. Oh, man. We moved to America like a week after that. Do you yeah. Know? So I, I really like the Diana stuff. I think it's very interesting. This is the final season. But the thing is, is that they're doing the typical Netflix. We're going to chop this up into two parts. So you have to wait another month. And they've only given us four episodes. We binged that in like an evening. And then we're like, great, now we have to wait another month There's to watch just it. There's something magical about the first two seasons. John Lithgow as uh, Winston Churchill is so good. It's a great choice. The episode when um, he's getting the painting done is such a well-made episode. There were some great stories in mm. the first two seasons. And that magic is gone. There hasn't been anything like it. The only episode I can think of is two of them is when Prince Philip was jealous about uh, the guys that went to space and, yes. and he takes the plane and he keeps flying towards the moon and the guy's like, excuse me, sir, can yeah, you stop? Yeah. I like that episode and the one where the crazy guy comes into the queen's bedroom. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a great episode. You can keep the rest. I really don't care about any of the rest. Well, I, I still, I mean, I get there's better episodes than not, but I still really enjoy that show. And then the final thing, that I've just watched, I found on Apple actually, uh, with my partner, is Lessons in Chemistry with, oh my God, Captain Marvel. Um, I can't remember her name. Brie right? Larson. Brie Larson, thank you so much. I knew it was a cheese. <laughs> and it's this, it is a, based on a book, so it's a fictional story, but it's about this um, female chemist in the 50s that is brilliant, but she's obviously up against a lot of sexism and exclusivity because she is a woman. And uh, it, it is just a, it's a really great story. And she ends up being like marginalized and forced to have to be a chef on TV, kind of like that's where, but what she does is she brings in all of her chemistry and in turn also tries to like show women that there's more than just like cooking that you're meant for. It's, you know, it can be like, 
ticked in certain boxes and people can be like, oh, that's this or this is woke and everything. But it's really well done and it's really well shot and it's really well told. And my partner and I like have just been like, this show's just great. Like we've just really loved just something very different, but very heartwarming and a great message. So we, yeah, we watched it all. Well, I hope you watched all of it because I cancelled my <laughs> Apple and it ends December 18th. Well, yeah, so. there's like two episodes. They're releasing them every Friday and I think there's one or two more. So we'll be able to finish it before that's up. At the moment they were like, it's eight ninety nine a month now. I'm like, you don't have enough content for me to spend nine quid a month. When the last thing I watched was like the shrinking or whatever it was called, mm. and which I thought was just fine, and I haven't watched anything on that platform since. Right. So yeah, I mean, there's few and far between, but I was we were really happy with finding a show like that. Oh, and I finished Friends. I finally finished. Oh, you finished Friends. Friends, and you had a good time, and I had a really good time. I enjoyed it. I really love that show, and I miss having a show regularly like that to watch. Are you gonna try a different show? I don't know. I'd like. I might try eventually watching things like Big Bang Theory, which I've never seen, or I tried Modern Family. Maybe I'll try it again. I love Modern Family. But Modern I need, a, I need a break fun. from that type of stuff. Well, Modern Family doesn't have a laugh track. It's just documentary okay. stuff. It's like The Office. Right. Modern Family, it just gets better and better. And there's so the, the, the zings and, and the quips in, in that show very good okay uh big bang theory i don't know even know if i'd rewatch that show now. i think i liked it at the time there's so many seasons and, of that show yeah and i really enjoyed when it was like cameo after cameo like if you like nerd culture I, i'm pretty sure kevin conroy's in that show like it's just like is he it's full of like mark i know hamill. adam west is yep adam west mark yeah. hamill uh, uh uh what's his name the guy who played darth vader uh princess leia like all any nerd like spot like all those people are in that show right um, but it might be a little bit uh, cringe to watch. Thinking I'm about sure. It. Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. I've I, never seen that. I either. put like Friends and Seinfeld right below in terms yeah. of. And I do love Curb. But with Seinfeld, you should skip like the first two seasons. Okay. Um, to, to so that the show can get going. It's up to you, but I mean, yeah. I would recommend Modern Family. I think that's really funny and an easy watching show that has a nice long history. Okay, and the final thing that we're both about to put in our holes is going to a gig in London. We're going to go see Goose. So we should get going and doing that, bud. So is yep. there anything you want to add before we jet off? Everyone go listen to Goose. And, and if you download the uh, Live in London album, which will be available on like Nugs or wherever they release it, hmm. uh, then you can hear us in the crowd going, Wee! <laughs> we do a podcast! <laughs> you should listen! What's that video? It took me ages! <laughs> All right, well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance, we are the night, we are a podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Doodles! Okay, testing, testing, yeah. Test, test, test. Test, test, test. Test your butthole. Test your butthole. We're in the same room. Hey, this I is can weird. See. This is so weird to do it like this. Why don't my glasses still on? I don't need to see you that well. No, you don't. Oh, mm, I'm, I'm drinking, drinking beer. A Brewdog Elvis juice that was nicely appointed to me by my brother. Well, actually, oh, I was you. I was able to choose. Whichever brew dog I wanted from the variety box. <laughs> In my drinks fridge. And he's having a hazy what's it. Hazy Jane, baby. But mm. I this is grapefruit infused IPA, and I love mm. grapefruit. I drink grapefruit juice every morning. Do you? Yep.
That's supposed to be like good for. What's it's it supposed to be good for? So good for you in so many levels. It's, you spunk, it's isn't that it? like anti-cancerous and oh yeah, anti like inflammation and and just, it's just really good for you. A lot of people drink. Makes your spunk taste great. Does it? <laughs> Apparently, I wouldn't know, but I'll ask my wife. <laughs> she's not here. No, but no she's not. I will be listening to this with her later, so I'm in trouble in the future. Enjoy that. <laughs> Cheers, bud. <laughs> But yeah, grapefruit juice every morning. I get it from the milkman, so it's like primo grapefruit juice, you know what I'm saying? This is so weird seeing you sit across from me telling the stories. <laughs> I'm so used to you on a little screen on my computer. It's so, <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna be like we're gonna be the same. It's gonna be the same. I don't know. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Get a nice day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've, I've had a very busy weekend of as the Christmas season is beginning. <laughs> I've put up my tree. And all my decorations, and I bought presents for the little little boys sitting across from me. <laughs> but nothing Batman the animated series related. But I so do, expensive. I do have some Batman things in your stockings. So oh, okay, cool. Specifically animated series or just Batman themed? Just Batman. Because animated series stuff is just like it's either really cheap, and you're like, I don't want that. Yeah. Well, there's like stuff that I think would be fun, like. Hey, this is like a Batman the Animated Series trading card pack. But I know that you'd be like, oh, cool. And then it would like, go, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Yeah. So I'm trying to get you stuff that is not just like, oh, cool. And then chuck it over your shoulder. And that's why I decided not to do the action figures because it would be cool in this room. Now you can see it. Like if I really did some sort of display case thing. But then I'm like, that's just going to go so mm. far. I know it's not going to be like, yeah, I'll stop at Joker and Batman or like... Now, if you were going to get it, would you get them complete in the box or would you get them loose? Well, they're these... Um, I think they're called Mondo figures. Mondo. And they're like $350 and like or something like that. But they're fully articulated and they're bigger. They're like... 12... Oh, so you, you, you want new stuff, not the kid, the stuff you had as a kid? No, I would want the new stuff because I think it oh. looks... I think it looks really clean, looks really smart. And well, you'd, as, have, you'd have a field day when, when I'm uh, at that comic convention in Dubai. I bet. They have like a. I told you last time, they were like, Do you want this um, bat grappling book for your brother yeah. for Christmas? And I was like, No, I feel like he's just going to not like it. Well, if I had other stuff, then that would suit it well. Yeah. And these Mondo figures. I think it's a decision for you to make mm. first, right? You can't have someone get you a present or something like that. Exactly. And these Mondo figures, as I was saying, like they're like 12 inch. You can swap all the heads. They're fully articulated. G.I. Joe size. Yeah, they're like, well, no, they're a bit smaller than that, but they're super displayable and they mm. look amazing. And they're fully poseable. They've done Joker, Catwoman, Mr. Freeze, Batman. Let me, let me look and up. Phantasm has recently been revealed as well. And they've got like a billion different heads you can swap out, different poses. They look awesome, but they're well, really you and I used expensive. to have the, the first line when they re-released Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. But they were a bit shit. Now McFarlane's doing that. Yeah. Have you well, seen those ones? Mondo, Batman, T.A.S. Whoa, the price. I know. How much are they? 500, something like so that? So they're one-sixth scale. Yes. Is that not 12-inch? It might be. Oh, that looks legit. Yeah, it looks really good. I love them. The Joker is particularly looks so good. I'm looking at Harley the, Quinn is another one they do. I'm looking at the Batman right now. Yeah, that looks awesome. And They've I got like Batman with like the cowl off, so it's just Bruce Wayne's head you can stick on. Looks really good. I would not be getting that. For no, and that was the thing. I was like, again, if I start doing that, that's a really costly thing for one. And also, 
displaying them. So I think I'm just going to do pictures. Like I would love really nice prints of episodes. Like I, as I was telling you before, they're expensive, but there's this guy, Phantom City Creator, that does like episode title cards that are like really nice. Is that like the ones we've used on this podcast? Well, yes. Yeah. I, I've, even I've considered getting some of those smile for They're because, nice. Like, I really like the laughing fish one. Yes, where it's like him, like in, like almost like Gordon's Fisherman. Yes. Get up. Yeah. Uh, and there was another one that I was considering for my office as well. But I, I went against it because, yeah, they are expensive. They're so expensive. And then also, I love animation cells. That's the best one. But there's. Well, they I was going like, to get you an animation cells. Man. I saw that the cheapest one was £360, and it was just the penguin standing there from <laughs> I've got Batman in my basement. I was like, I don't think he wants that. No, I don't want just the penguin on my wall with nothing else around it. It looks no. really weird. So There yeah. is one animation for sale, sell for sale that I do want. I don't even know if I want to sell this podcast. Someone might buy it. Oh, fuck it. I'll say it anyway. It's Batman riding the shark um, mm. in the Laughing, Laughing Fish. Fish episode. And that, to me, would be the perfect animation cell to own because I love sharks. I love Jaws. You like favorite that episode. Movie. I love that episode. So that would be like like the epitome of, me too. of all of that. I'd like that. I'll buy it. <laughs> You for me, for, me. <laughs> for my birthday, thank Put you. It on the wall, so the first thing you see when you come in is that. And look, there's the other thing was I was like, oh, well, you you have a birthday January first, so I was thinking, oh, well, maybe I can get an animation cell and just that would be one Combo. big present. But even like it's so expensive. too much. Yeah, I, I made money. I draw comics. I'm broke. Yeah, I know. And yeah, it's just. I mean, I get it. Like they're a one of a kind because that's that animation cell that was used in the episode, and you can't get it anywhere else. Yeah, but that's still so costly. Maybe I'll, maybe I can get that one. That's in the Middle East from um, Phantasm. Phantasm. Yeah, in the jetpack. Yes, please. <laughs> that might be one I'd be able to pull off one day. Okay. But I'll be like, this is your Christmas or birthday present for the next three years. <laughs> <laughs> and at first I'll be like, yay! <laughs> and I don't want to fucking hear about your goddamn Netflix subscription like, ever again. Sure? <laughs> Yo, fucking hell. All right, you ready to do a podcast? I am. Oh, are you? <sighs> I don't like to be in the room with that sound. Uh, I think I'm ready. <laughs> yeah.